G'day, humans. What's a good word? Chris Funder here with Alex. Uh, Cut. <laughs> I got all tongue tied. I have to go off. It happens. <clears throat> G'day humans, what's a good word? Chris Fundy here with Fruity as Alex for another edition of Wrestling Oz Style, this time talking Aussie and New Zealand wrestling of February 2021. Alex, do you know the shows we're about to talk about? Uh, no, a couple. I watched a couple. <laughs> ah, fair enough. So we are going to be covering Death, De- Death Match Down Under, Wash Your Hands from the 1st, uh, Melbourne City Wrestling Homecoming from the 6th, Frankie Wrestling Australia, A Cold Day in Hell from the 6th. Pro Wrestling Australia, Black Label, Back in Black from the 12th. Tasmanian Championship Wrestling, Annihilation number 8 from the 20th. Riot City Wrestling number 221, Big Top Beatdown from the 27th. And Pro Wrestling Australia, Black Label, just happy to be here from the 27th as well. Uh, how many of these seven shows have you watched? I've seen Riot City. I've seen Deathmatch Down Under. I've seen Melbourne City Wrestling. Oh, you did not go and watch PWA. I did watch PWA, sorry. I've, <laughs> I've watched that as well. Yeah, all my usual sort of things. Ah, fair enough, kind sir. Um, so again, no VOD shows that I could find from the ACT, the NT, Queensland, WA or New Zealand uh, within this past month of February. Um, should we just get straight down to it? Yeah, definitely. Let's get into it. So event number one, Deathmatch Down Under on IWTV for $10 per month. Uh, this ran for an hour and a half. Results were Gore defeated Fox, Corey Peterson defeated Billy Doe, Billy Doe, mm-hmm. uh, Hector Jones with Michael Wright defeated Curtis Day, Callum Butcher defeated York, Misspent Youth, Aisha and Murdoch defeated Royce Chambers and Zane Zodiac in a t- uh, tag team match, and in the main event, a Four Corners, pain, uh, four corners of Pain death match, Damian Rivers defeated Joel Bateman. Uh, some quick notes I have here. So fans will be familiar with this venue as it's a home of MCW Girl. Um, a nice touch to have promos subtitled um, as you're going to do it in post-production anyway, so it's good to yeah. see that. Uh, Hector Jones saying he will bring honour to Deathmatch Down Under as they don't care about Deathmatch Wrestling, I thought was good. However, when five of your six matches are just straight normal matches, it sort of makes this character a bit... Uh, questionable to be going this way. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought. Um, It's good if he's going to start working his way up the card to take out uh, deathmatch wrestlers or try to to, um, have his manager cheat to remove weapons and that from the ring. That may play into it going down the line. Again, this promotion is good production, good commentary, good wrestlers and wrestling, um, and all welcoming to everyone in the community. However, I'm still unsure how I will be um, feeling um, if I will be watching as well long-term as death matches are not my normal thing. Um, Three out of six for myself. Any uh, other thoughts you have to add there, Alex? Honestly, I thought this was... 
fairly paint by numbers, fairly average. Um, even the death match didn't really do it for me. Um, I'm going to have to give it like a two and a half. It didn't catch me. Although I must say, I love the presentation of Deathmatch Down Under. It's probably yeah. the best production in Australia, to be honest. Like, it's uh, got some strong competition, some really strong competition. Yeah. I just, I just like the way this is presented. Maybe because it's clean, yet it's different. Yeah. And I'm just sick of staring at the same sort of hard cam angle and all that sort of stuff. And that's um what this venue sort of lends itself to, being a cramped uh, sort of venue. Your hard cam's in a different spot. Your fans are a lot more closer. So it does um, help that this promotion has had only two shows and they're in two uh, totally different venues as well. Yeah, definitely. Uh, if I'm going to suggest any match to watch out of this, I'd probably suggest... Uh, the obvious one of misspent youth, Aisha and Murdoch versus Royce Chambers and Zane Zodiac. Just yeah, Aisha. Yeah, I was gonna say like Aisha's one of your faves, and um, yeah, she really impressed me in this one. She was incredible. Yeah, I'd have to agree. Um, so from there, are you happy to move on to the second event? Yes, let's do it. So it is MCW on Vimeo. Now, we had originally thought because during the pandemic, all the MCW was uh, MCW Encore was closed down and all the uh, events prior to March of 2020 were moved onto the Australian Wrestling Network. So when I was looking for this show on Australian Wrestling Network, it's not there. And you have to go and rent these shows now individually. Yeah, to watch. what the you hell? Can't but by doing that, you don't get the back catalogue and you have to go and sign up for a different back catalogue account per month. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, so that being said, this is MCW on Vimeo for $5 uh, rental. I believe the rental window is 48 hours, as with most uh, wrestling VOD places. Uh, the length for this event, two and a half hours. Um, it's mentioned right off the top during the first match that uh, War Dog... Mike Burr has announced his retirement during the um, off-season, I guess you could call it. Mm. Um, I, I must have completely missed that. Yeah, I didn't it, even hear, hear about it until I watched this show. Yeah, um, I'm going to be completely honest here. I'm going into this show dark. I have not seen anything of this show on social media, on the MCW website, on any uh, general social media by fans or anything i've just completely dark on this show so i was going okay what are mcw going to deliver after a year away and first matches as i go through the results here richie taylor defeating a debuting edmund the kid and royce chambers in a freeway for the ballroom brawl number 20 entry spot uh, next was danny psycho defeating edwin dusk who had been stalking danny before the pandemic in a singles match the Brat Pack, Mitch Waterman and Nick Berry with Avery uh, in their corner. The tag team champions defeated the Natural Classics, Tom and Stevie Philippe for the MCW Tag Team Championships. 
Caveman are defeated Mikey Broderick to retain his MCW Inter-Commonwealth Championship. Avery, the women's champion, an impromptu co-main event match defeated a debuting from the MCW Academy, Skylar Cruz. And in the main event, Adam Brooks, the champion, uh, defeated Slex for the MCW World Heavyweight Championship in a three stages of hell. Stage one, a singles match, Slex defeated Adam Brooks. Stage two, falls count anywhere, Adam Brooks defeated Slex. And stage three, a ladder match where Adam Brooks retrieved the belt while Slex's knee was trapped in and he was hanging upside down. Um, the ending to the ladder match I thought was really good and, and um, innovative. Yeah. Um, do you mind if I go through my notes here first? Go for it, mate. Okay. Um, so, yeah, we mentioned the uh, the War Dog retirement. I'm a big fan of Mike Burr, so uh, sad to see him go, but hopefully he's happy. Um, Nickelback is back for the Brat Pack. What happened to their footy anthem? I, I think because the Brat Pack's kind of babyface now in an extent, to an extent, the, okay. the crowd was just so into ironically loving Nickelback, they had to get rid of it for a bit. <laughs> but now that they're kind of baby faces, like, yeah, give them Nickelback now. The crowd will sing along to it. The crowd loves it. Yeah. Um, there's one point that I want to bring up about the women's match, but I'll do that in a moment after your thoughts. So I want to talk about that last, but this is the second last point I have. Andy Coin on commentary. God bless the guy, but when you're talking up record-breaking rains after 12 months of no shows, how much credibility do you put into that? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, is there any other points you want to bring up before the uh, the Avery Skylar Cruz match? Because I've got a lot to say on that. All right, all right. I'm not even going to bring up any points about that match until you have your moment about it. Um, I thought I think Mikey Broderick might be my new favorite guy. Yeah, he's he's really good in this um sort of evolution of his character into this um newer Mikey Broderick is um quite entertaining from the one I saw live a few years ago. Even yeah, well, this is uh basically Simon Dean meets Scott Steiner. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) It's like the fitness instructor that is also the biggest meathead in the room. Um, Yeah, Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, and I think there's so much potential with it. And, yeah, I I look forward to seeing a lot more from him. Um, And I thought that match was was what it was, but it was still a lot of fun. yeah, the Danny Psycho Edward Dusk thing was really hot before the pandemic, but the pandemic completely ruined any interest I had in the feud. I think um, prior to the hiatus, this was going to be Edward Dusk's big win coming into the company. However, yeah. I think they just want to get it over and done with, send. Danny in a different direction after a year and maybe have Edwin Dusk back. I'm not sure what the plans are there for him losing. 
Yeah, I, I thought it was questionable that Edward Dusk um, got the got the L here, but yeah, I'm very curious to see where we go next with Danny Psycho. Spoiler alert: I kind of know from last night's show, but yeah, I'm very very excited about Danny Psycho and what's in store for him. Um, the Brat Pack versus the natural classics was great um my problem is i feel like every second mcw show even before the pandemic was the brat pack versus the natural classics yeah it, they have had a lot of um title matches and if i'm gonna give like one spoiler you knew number one contenders for the t- mcw tag titles the natural classics so we're getting this match again coming up soon <laughs> um anything else before the uh the women's match there um yeah and that main event was incredible just as amazing as i thought it would be um yeah i it's so good you can't really say anything about it to be honest it's just like yeah it was awesome i I can't even critique a single thing about it. I thought it was incredible and the perfect way to come back. Um, so, now... Speaking of perfect ways to come back... <laughs> James Storm, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Long-time fans will get that one. Now, <laughs> this is meant uh, purely from a fan perspective, as what you've advertised on the card and what your announcers have said on the show itself before this point. So, Avery, I don't believe, was announced for this show prior to the show starting. I may be wrong in that. I don't think so. Now, the first mention of Avery I can recall during the actual VOD is when she comes out with the Brat Pack and she's got the championship over her shoulder and Andy Cohen's like, oh, and they're accompanied by the MCW Women's Champion and Avery will have an interview later tonight. I'm like, wait, what? 12 months and you couldn't even line up somebody for this for this woman's first defence after 12 months. Yeah, her first ever title defence. Yeah. So then later in the night, Crackers cuts like a 20-minute in-ring promo, uh, putting over the crowd, you're the homecoming, not us. Like, I mean, okay, that that's that's great. Don't get me wrong. Like, yes, the show did need a bit of a, a lift-up, but you went from a long Crackers promo to a long Avery promo to a debuting Skylar Cruz who cut a long debuting promo. Oh man, just so, her, her generic like every female heel wrestler in like the early 2010s like Mean Girl gimmick as well. Yeah, um, I don't want to be too negative on it. She's just come out of the academy, and this is her first uh, TV match, if you will. Yeah, probably shouldn't be going against the champ, but straight out of the gate, but. From kayfabe logic, 
Avery was booked to be a manager and for an interview. Avery didn't have an opponent for tonight. Skylar Cruz saw her moment, remembered to bring her gear and walked out. And management sent a ref out and said, yeah, okay, have a title match. So every other champion, you have Slexi and Brooke, uh, Slexi, Slexi. <laughs> Brooksy and Slex get a, um, like a big hot video main event package. You have Ugg and Broderick who have uh, some history, if you've seen them before in PWA. You have uh, the tag champs who are in this sort of never-ending feud. Um, and yet, the women's championship is just, oh yeah, you can just walk out there and wave to the crowd tonight. I I hope this is a one-off. I have not seen anything of ballroom brawl that happened this weekend. They need to put some importance on this title, in my opinion. Yeah, uh, definitely. Um, uh, I can tell you there's a big focus on the women's division for ballroom brawl. Okay. And there is a particular match that I am c- counting down the days until that gets released on VOD so I can Tomorrow. watch it. Uh, they promised on this episode they'd be out on the 15th, two days later. Yeah, I saw a tweet last night that said Wednesday. Well, they promised the 15th, so we'll see. Yeah, okay. Um, I'll check tomorrow anyway. But, yeah, Ballroom Brawl has Jessica Troy versus Kelly Ann, so you know I'm pretty excited about that. So... This was the other point I was just about to make. You have Brooksy back from Ring of Honor. You have Slex back from Ring of Honor. You couldn't have rung up Kellyanne, who did matches in Melbourne in January, and yeah. say, do you want to do our first match back? You're a big, important part of MCW. Do you want to come and wrestle um, Avery again, even if it's not for the title? Yeah. Or give your girl Aisha a call. Like, like there is a lot of female talent in Victoria. Yeah. Um, it's there. It's not hard to come by. And, and like, I get, I get that bringing out this Skylar Cruz for the big debut to interrupt the champ is a good move to try to make her seem like a legit threat. But if you're not going to have a win... It just comes across as you brought in some local talent, but you gave them a little bit extra by giving them some mic time. Um, so, yeah, as I said, this, I suppose, second half of the show, because the main event took up so much time, this is where the show sort of dragged for me, following Ud and Broderick, because the long Crackers promo, the long Avery promo, the Skylar Cruz uh, interview, the led to a match and I'm just going and that's where it clicked to me I'm going what about this person what about this person what about this person with their history with MCW looking up other major promotions oh they're not on tonight <laughs> so yeah um and also can I have just one quick complaint about MCW on yeah. Twitter which on. like I get it I shouldn't be on Twitter if I don't want things spoiled but when I like, last night, I jump on Twitter, 
and like the 10 most recent tweets are from them cw twitter account and it's just like this person came out at number one this person came out at number two this person got eliminated like each tweet just detailing almost every spot in the ballroom brawl <laughs> like yeah, detailing every fun. little spot in the pay-per-view it's just like you guys know that if we're not there in the arena, we're going to have to wait for the replay. So you should probably chill out until the replay comes on. Yeah. Um, that's why I've unfollowed MCW because otherwise it's just like, oh, okay, thanks. Yeah. Um, my other nitpick here is where was Anna Ashley to do the backstage interviews? I don't know. Um, I wonder if she's still with them. Okay, that's a fair point too. It's, it's been a been year. A year guess, so yeah. You never know. And um, I know that she does a lot of stuff in like other acting roles as well. Oh. Like she's an actual like independent actor. Oh, good for her. Yeah, but, I've um, seen her in a couple of commercials and stuff before. <laughs> but I suppose the um, nitpicky I was getting to here was some of these um, guys, I think it was Brat Pack, they came out and they just finished their match, so they're still in their ring gear. Oh, no. Did they take their singlets off during the match and put it back on backstage? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> and then it might have been... Oh, who was it? Who was it? Was it... It wasn't Ugg. It might have been... um From the first match, it might have been like Richie Taylor or Royce Chambers, like... They look like they'd gone and shouted and got changed in the civvies and then did this. And it's like presented like it's straight after that match. Yeah. There's yeah. no uh, quality announcer. control. Sorry? The quality control is just not there. So because you're just watching it, Andy Coyne's not saying, uh, let's throw to backstage comments or um, like uh, Lindsay Howard's not there setting them up with a question. You're just viewing this as if they've come out just talk straight into the camera. I like uh, New Japan. How if you're going to do this for every match, they release it the next day on their YouTube. Uh, right City does it well where they do it with a highlight package and then the post-match comments in like a five-minute clip video that's good for social media. Yeah, uh, Deathmatch these... Down Under does it. The yeah. post-match thing as well. It's really good. But they're just... presenting it uh, with the backs, uh, with the screen behind them, doing it, bang! Right then, as soon as you've come backstage, they're not going. Oh, okay, sort of no context here. Um, yeah, a few nitpicks here. I didn't think this was the biggest show, and again, that middle portion where it was just a lot of talking back to back to back weighted down for me. I gave this three beers. Oh, uh, I gave it two and a half. I thought ah. it was a one-match show. <laughs> and even then, that match may have gotten a little bit too much time. Yeah, that, that's fair enough. And uh, I love practice coming out of retirement, but yeah, like you said, 20-minute promo, not necessary. Crackers, mate. I love you, but uh, wrap this up. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so we go to... Frankie Wrestling Australia for a cold day in hell. 
on Sportflix Global for $10 per month. This ran for two and a half hours. Uh, so results were AJ and CBK, Ben Barrows and Tyson Reed defeat Bob the Viking, Cassell and Tyler Gunn. Uh, Parker Thomas, the champion with Nicky Van Blair, defeated Lee Morrow for the FWA Mercury Championship. Rochelle Rogue and Piracy, Caesar and the Buccaneer defeated Massive Q, Matt Gage and Matthias Clock. Bateman defeated Kai Drake. Five Star Flash defeated Vinnie Vane in a street fight. Robbie Eagles defeated Sam Osborne and, an, and Unsocial Jordan. Uh, Tar Lee, the FWA Women's Champion, was defeated by Xena. And in the main event for the uh, FWA Tag Team Championships, a two out of three falls match. The Velocities, Jude London and Paris De Silva, the champions, were defeated by Donnie Mako and Reese Angel. Mm. Uh, any questions there? Because I'm assuming you haven't seen this one. No, I have not. Um, yeah, so what are the standouts there? What's worth checking out for the uh, humans? So match-wise, I highly recommend uh, the two main event matches. Zena defeating Tali and Donnie Mako and Reese Angel defeating the Velocities. Um, also, Robbie Eagles, Sam Osborne, and Unsocial Jordan was a good match. It's just something if you're a fan of PWA, you've probably seen this match before, sort of thing. Um, off the top, the commentary mentioned they have been welcomed back after putting a hole in the wall last year. Mm. Um, the only negative, and I know you're going to hate this as soon as I say this, but um, Five Star Flash happened to be dressed up in full 1990s Stone Cold Steve Austin lookalike gear. Why? I don't know. But there you are. You can have a look now if you are. Uh, Scroll across to the uh, chat window. That is silly. Yeah. Um, post the main it's event. It's not even inspired. Out. It's just full on Stone Cold logo on the back of a vest in black trunks. Yeah. Uh, post match, he came out and called out JXT for next month. Oh, God. Um, so I thought this was a really good show. Um, commentary throughout the night had guests like Big Fudge and Ricky South um, coming in and out at points. Um, on the main event, they had Fudge on there, who was the first man who won the uh, tag team champions with Jude, uh, Jude London before Jude turned on him and teamed with Paris De Silva to form the Velocities and uh, stated they were champions for over... 1,250 days on their FWA reign for Jude and the Velocities. Yeah. I mean, uh, Fudge and the Velocities are total from uh, when they first won it to when they lost it on that day. Um, overall, a good show. The major negative, again, five-star flash is Stone Cold. Um, I get if it's like a, a Halloween Havoc type night where your opener might have, like, gimmick battle royal type things but we don't need this today um 
Unless JXT is coming out dressed as The Rock or something. <laughs> Maybe. Um, I would say two, but three beers because the two main events definitely carried this show. Yeah. Um, next, we go to event number four. It is PWA Black Label, back in Black Label. Uh, this is available on Fight for $10 per event and ran for three hours. Now, is this the PWA event you saw? Yes, I watched both from this month. Uh, very good, kind sir. So I'll go through the results here, and then um, if you want, you can... Um, I'll start off with one piece of feedback, and then I'll let you lead the uh, note-taking after the results. So we go... Uh, match number one sees Robbie Eagles defeat Jessica Troy in a PWWA championship match via DQ when Charlie Evans ran in, um, sort of setting up Jessica and Charlie down the line. Match number two, SMS on Social Jordan and Bell Pierce defeat the Chalk Blockers, Big Fudge and Shaz McKenzie. Sam Osborne with Don, with Don Marnell defeated Steph DeLander in a match for the leadership of the Red Nation. Jack J. Bonza was defeated by Kingsley. Uh, yes. A gen yes. I still mark out over that. <laughs> a gen now open challenge match where Matty Wahlberg and Ricky South versus the team of Aussie Open Kyle Fletcher and Mark Davis and Aussie Open win. Jimmy Townsend with Cherry Stevens versus William Preston in a Schools Out Forever the Prefects Playground Brawl cinematic match presented by PWA Film. <laughs> to a no contest, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. Um, following that, Liber Lucci defeated Mick Moretti in the PWA Premiership final. Charlie Evans defeated Matt Diamond, Reese Angel, and Will Kiedis is a good boy. <laughs> <laughs> and in the main event for the uh, PWA Tag Team Championship, the Velocities, uh, Jude London and Paris DeFilva, defeat MK plus Ultra, Kai Drake and Michael Spencer, a match a year in the making. Uh, firstly, though, I need to talk about the VOD aspect. So they've moved on from OVO play, now on fight, which is far superior for watching on delay. However, <laughs> sorry? I was definitely agreeing about that part. Not one, two, download Candy Crush. <laughs> yeah. uh, um, yes, that's so real too he's telling uh, the truth humans however each event will cost $10 for Black Label and it appears $7 for the Academy shows possibly a price point if Nui Pro and uh, Nui Pro House are also added onto fight I fear this will make some PWA events very skippable. Yeah, big time. They're going to have to really bring it if they want people to buy it because, yeah, like at one point I was keen to start watching almost everything that you're reviewing, but now things are splitting off even more to the point where it's like, oh, you can't just buy a month subscription to a service anymore. you got to pay per show and it's it just adds up it's just at some point 
you and I are just going to have to be like, all right, let's just cut a couple from our monthly shows because because it's just going to cost too much to follow everything. And, yeah, that's what PWA is going to have to deal with. Yeah, yeah, sadly. Um, I think this being a quieter time period, they won't suffer as much. But as more and more gets up running, um, when EPW comes back, when uh, PCW in uh, Melbourne, because they're on fight, when they come back, when SPW in New Zealand comes back, when IPW in New Zealand come back, because they're also on fight, when Wrestle Rampage come back because they're a yeah. paid service, uh, then you've Wrestle got Rock. Wrestle Rock. You've got New Horizons Pro Wrestling. You've got um, SWA in WA. So you've got a lot of um, paid services that are dormant at the moment and um, not airing new content, as it were. So a lot of people may have paused their VOD memberships there. So when it does come back, you're going to want to make every PWA show count so you can um, make people go, oh, I can't miss this show. I can't miss this show. Yeah, Um, I I agree. They're really going to have to step it up a bit. Now, um, I'll let you carry this one, Concert. Any standouts or any uh, sort of comments or critiques you have for this show? Um, Robbie Eagles versus Jessica Troy to open up the show after however many months away from being in front of a live crowd. Oh, that's another point too, yes. I completely forgot to mention that. This is their first show back with live fans in attendance. Yeah. Um, I thought that was such a class way to kick things off. They had a killer match. Commentary. Go ahead, I'll bring it up in a moment i get where they're going with the direction i just would have liked to have seen a finish and then you could have done a post-match angle with charlie evans yeah um commentary did really good here again uh is it rose and gale yeah yeah um mentioning uh robbie's history in the company um saying if he wins this tonight this is the one championship he's never won, and he'll be the first PWA Grand Slam champion. Mm. So really driving that point throughout the match. There was a few uh, near falls, but um, nothing. Um, and the crowd did buy it for everything. But, um, yeah, again, as um, you said, sort of a DQ finish either leads to a Robbie getting a rematch or um, sort of him moving on. Yeah, and setting up something with Jessica and Charlie as well. Yeah. Um, next match, uh, let's talk about... This happened on the weekend of Valentine's Day and you've got husband and wife going against each other in this match. Yeah, I'm sure if we look back at the past three or four years, you'd be able to see how many times there's been a match with uh, Shazza versus Jordan. <laughs> I also love how um, Jordan goes, all right, Fuzz, it'll be you versus SMSs, Belinda Pierce. <laughs> <laughs> Such a dirty heel thing to do. And then yeah. Fudge goes, no, it'll be you two and me and... Can we get someone from the back? <laughs> Shazza's going, <laughs> me, me. 
So yeah, good. yeah. Uh, I think on social, Jordan is fantastic. Obviously, Shazza McKenzie's <laughs> incredible. Big Fudge is so much fun. Bell Pierce is getting there for me. Um, yeah, I thought that was fun. Sam Osborne and Steph Delander. A really massive missed opportunity here. This only went for like five minutes, and if these two got the ball rolling for like 15 minutes, it would have been incredible. Yeah, it's sort of been a, a story they've been trying to tell a lot where Steph's sort of trying to step up to Sam, but Sam sort of had a number, I think a number of, uh, had wins over a number of times. Mm. Um. Yeah, like I said earlier, Kingsley becoming the leader of the Red Nation, just total mark-out moment for me. Did you see their hype, back, uh, hype video package going into this show? Yes, I did. Oh, yeah. so good. Yeah, their hype video is the second to none in Australia. I'll give them that. Um, I love this match. Like, Bonser just comes out and he's in his civvies. He's not taking this serious. And he goes to Kingsley, I'm going to give you one more chance to fall in the line, be a good little girl, and just wave the flag. <laughs> uh, yeah, and, like, Bonds is, like, trying to um work himself out of, like, a, I think it was, like, a, a sleeper hold and a choke hold. And, like, he's working his way over the ropes and, like, almost touches them and then goes, no, 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 and tries to muscle his way out of it. Mm. So that was really yeah. good. Yeah, he was great in this. Kingsley's just a star, man. Yeah. He's just a star. Um, oh, you forgot to mention in the uh, the uh, Fudge on Social Jordan match, Fudge uh, recently learned how to swear. Oh, yes. Yes. So good. Huge pop for that. Um, uh the Generation Now Open Challenge, what a match. Yeah, Mark Davis's return from a torn um, peck, I think it was, that I was saying on commentary. Yeah, yeah, peck, I'm pretty sure. Uh, Aussie Open and and Gen Now's Matty Warburg and Ricky South. This had no choice then to be a six-beer match, didn't it? <laughs> like, there was no way it wasn't going to be. Look at the talent in that ring. Um, yeah, yeah, just incredible. I can't say enough good things about it. Um, is this the episode where we could talk about Matty Wahlberg and someone else that had a match on this card? Yeah, you might as well mention it now. Yeah, they'll be hearing it soon enough. Yeah, as of when we were are recording this, like a few hours before recording, news sort of broke that. NXT has signed Steph DeLander and Matty Wahlberg. Uh, according to strong sources, it is legit. Um, I've, I searched it up. I messaged you and I was like, I don't know if this is true or not, but if it is, it's huge. And I Googled it. Lots of articles about people reporting it. So it can't just be bullcrap. It has to so many different people to be reporting it has to be fairly true um yeah, so the the initial report came in uh after fridays so as we're recording it would have been friday the 12th of the third uh that pwa show 
I'm not going to go into any results here, guys. Just calm down. Um, but post the event, after the cameras went off, apparently Warburg either said something to the crowd or someone in the crowd um, got word that that was Warburg's last show for PWA. Yeah, right. And that's when I first started seeing it online. Right. I didn't even see it then. Um, yeah, it's huge. I think um, both of these people, oh, man, we could have Steph DeLander team up with Indy again in NXT. Oh, yes. That'd be amazing. <laughs> That'd be really good. It'd be better like, than what Indy's doing now, but I suppose Indy's got more TV time than good old Tony Modra. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Honestly, now that we're talking about teams, That'd be a hell of a team. Wahlberg and Modra. <laughs> I'm not always going to go on about this missed opportunity, but they had so many people from TMDK in NXT. They should have bloody reformed the mighty and brought in uh, Jonah, who is now... Uh, um, Bronson Reed. Bronson Reed. Uh, Tony Modra. <laughs> Uh, you could have brought in Rhea at the time as the um the big female member. Yeah, then you and if you, you had bring Shane in... Thorne and Marky Nichols or whatever his yeah. NXT name was. Uh, Shane Haste and Nick Miller. Yeah. Um, and then you would have had uh, NRL guy the Doe if you also wanted to pull him in on that because they did that NXT photo of all the Aussies at the time. Yeah, definitely. Um, oh, it would have been so good. Uh, and then you call him up to the main roster to help Buddy Murphy win a title. Oh, yes. it could all tie in. It could all tie in. We could have had that instead of Retribution. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, Lyber, Lucci, and Mick Moretti, PWA Premiership Final. Oh, like, I've from the start of the bell this was only going to go one way and we did mention it on our PWA final show um, where we thought this was Lucci's to um, to lose really. Yeah definitely uh, so good that he won this I, I loved it um, such a great match um, what else we got? We got had Charlie oh, Evans can... in the four way that was fun Oh, I'm yeah. holding off on the cinematic match. Yeah, um, main event, really good. Um, after a year and the build-up to it, um, I thought they might have given it to MK, but I guess with everything that's happened, a lot of companies are going a bit more babyface recently. Um, we forgot to mention, too, at the end of the Gen Now match, uh, Warburg and South are sort of in the ring on opposite sides, seeing a bit dejected, and then a video starts to play and you hear like that killer's song coming out of my cave and I'm doing just fine and like it shows um Ugg and Ricky and like the um bits of the challenge video hype package from last year for I'm coming out of my cave that got cancelled and it says it started out with a kiss so this is Ricky's PWA championship match next month how did it end up like this? How did it end up like this? Uh, 
and you see Ricky's just jumping up and down. He's all excited. He's pumping his fist in the air, and Wahlberg just turns to him and just sort of goes, Psst, and exits the ring and just sort of walks up the ramp all pissed off. Yeah. Um, you might as well lead the, uh, lead the commentary on this one, sir, the playground brawl match. Oh, I thought it sucked. <gasps> Get out. <laughs> no. Really? No, not at all. I was trolling the crap out of you. Nah, this was so much fun. Two of my favorite gimmicks in uh, PWA. Like, the prefix is such a good thing. The only thing that sucks about it is that they're probably not going to be together. But Yeah. Um, now that Cherry's sort of um, done a fair bit of Academy shows, she might be teaming a bit more with Jimmy. Yeah, that'll be good. Um, yeah, where do you go next for William Preston? I don't know. That's sort. Of... I I, th- I think you go like full on like <laughs> as ridiculous as this sounds. Like he's the uni student now, right? Yeah. So you have him go on a gap year. And yet, don't book him on any shows for six months and just say that he's been travelling Europe and he's been travelling South America and all that sort of stuff. And he finally comes back to PWA. He's got this dirty backpack on. He's got an oversized beanie. His hair's all grown out. He's wearing heaps of necklaces and, and wristbands and stuff around his arms. And now he's like, a vegan, and he's like, oh, I'm just so cultured now, man. Have you ever been to Guatemala? Do you even know, man? <laughs> like, Guatemala, that's what... what a random country to pick out. Yeah, yeah, just a, some weird thing like that. That's what, that's what you do with him next. That's the next evolution. My first thing that came to head, as great as that is, would be pairing him as like a protege to Sam Osborne. But even then, Sam Osborne's sort of a newer lone wolf sort of wrestler. You could get there. Yeah. I think that's a good... That's actually a pretty good call, to be honest. Um, uh, a bit more realistic than my thing, where I'm pitching an idea of kayfabe sending someone to travel around the world in a pandemic. Probably not even slightly believable. We're seeing but... how good they're their green screen capabilities are, and old ScoMo is going on about a $200 travel voucher, so why not? Yeah, why not? Gap year Ozstar. You could even, <laughs> like, yeah, have him just do a gap year around Australia. Yeah. He's like, oh, have you guys ever even been to Tarawinji? You guys don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, if you know, you know. But um, <laughs> there is way too much to um, highlight in this match. It's sort of um, at points Cherry's trying to help Jimmy, but Cherry like either falls over or gets pushed over or at one point gets locked in the child seat of a swing where she can't undo the chain clip. <laughs> yeah, you um, want to describe the setting to the humans. It is basically any community park you've been to. There's like a... Um, a spider web metal climbing net. There's a a tennis court off to the side with um steel link fence. There's a slide 
slash rocket ship jungle gym monkey bars type setup as well. Um, <laughs> just incredible stuff, really. Um, honestly, my biggest issue with this was it could have been longer. <laughs> I know. I'm, <laughs> I felt the same thing once it sort of started to end. Yeah, it was like, and that's how you want to end things. You you want to end things with people going, oh, man, I wish that was a bit longer. That's so, the perfect time to finish it. But, man, like, I want a part two. I want a part three. I know, like, there's way too much to go over and we've still got a few more shows to touch on, but... Like, as they've sort of called a truce and William just gets up to leave, he goes over to Cherry and just gives her something and walks off and Cherry looks and it's a fake Hawaiian ID so she can get into Black Label now. <laughs> <laughs> I love that touch because that's yeah. how the prefects first got onto Black Label. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So good. Uh, uh, that's storytelling, bro. Yes. Oh, man. Um... What did you give this show? Oh, yeah. And just one final thought. The Velocities and MK Plus Ultra, awesome main event. Yeah. I'm just so happy that that storyline's done. Yeah, I agree. Great match, great main event. Um, teams that actually really have good chemistry, highly recommend the match. It was a case of Paul, Michael Spencer sort of getting injured, then getting healthy, then look like we're going to do it next month, and then yeah. injured, and then the pandemic. and Yeah, you've had, like, it's been like a year and a half almost. I think so, yeah. Yeah, so you've had your tag champs without holding their own tag titles for like a year and a half almost. Like, it's just ridiculous. Um. Yeah, this show was a lot of fun. Uh, I'm probably going to have to give it five out of six. That's what I want as well. I went five out of six. Um, I, I can't pick out too many negatives. Like, there's a few little nitpicky things here and there, but other than that, really good. Yeah, exactly. I agree. Um, I can't wait to talk about next month's show. Next month's episode of this is going to be like even better and this has been a pretty good episode thus far hey humans <laughs> yes indeed so from there we go to the 20th for tasmania championship wrestling annihilation number eight i'm assuming you did not see this i did not sorry sir that's all right uh, i'll just run through the quick uh, results here this is tcw on demand for 7.99 a month this ran for two hours Opening match for the TCW North Esk Championship, Dylan Daniels defeated JJ Storm, Liam Lacey, and Zay Candino in a four-way match. Diablo defeated Charlie Rose by DQ when Charlie hit Diablo in the head with a chair. Eddie Jones with Dominic Knight defeated Cyrus Burns in a Beard versus Career match where Cyrus Burns lost his career. Adrian Sage defeated Zach Archer. Mercy defeated Elliot Grayson. And in the main event, Adrian Alexander, the champion, defeated Chris Lockwood in a Brisbane street fight 
for the TCW Tasmanian Championship. Um, any quick questions you have there? Yeah, what should the humans check out off of that card? Um, so I have to say the commentary is still echoey. It's sort of played through the, the house speakers and just recorded into the cameras that way. Oh, dear. Um, the lighting is still very Sinkara blue lighting, as we've mentioned at points. Yeah. Um, during the... Uh, where were we? Oh, yeah. Um, Cyrus Burns was on commentary uh, most of the year before the pandemic. I think he came back during Annihilation last year, uh, made a uh, surprise return from the commentary desk as a mystery tag team partner. Um, yeah. So I don't know how much they had planned for him last year, but um, it sort of seems they've just come back and gone, right, here's where we're going. We're going to do this now. Um, while the matches are good, uh, the quality of commentary on the BOD really took me out of it this time. Uh, two out of six beers. However, I recommend the Diablo-Charlie Rose match just for the story they're telling with Charlie Rose. Unfortunately, Charlie Rose sort of seems to be the uh, the lone female wrestler in that company. Um, yeah. And the Adrian Alexander-Chris Lockwood uh, street fight match don't really understand why it was a Brisbane street fight. It was just a basic street fight. Um, that was a good championship match. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I want TCW to succeed. I, I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hopefully they get it together soon. Yeah. Uh, from there, I'm pretty sure that you watched this one, sir. It was Wright City Wrestling number 221, Big Top Beatdown, uh, for free on YouTube. Yes, I did watch this. I will so, preface, I had this on mute. Ooh, okay. So we might get a bit of a different take from Alex. Uh, this ran for an hour and a half. Started off with Dean Brady and Mike Boomer defeating Nick Armstrong and Tony Toro. Kit Condor defeated Jensen Hunt in a mask versus hair match where Jensen Hunt lost his hair. Havoc with Benjamin Rosenfall defeated Adam Brooks, Katie Trey, and Down Under in a four-way match for the key to the city. Izzy Shaw defended her RCW Women's Championship against Delta who is a debuting wrestler from the RCW Academy, and Savannah Summers, where Savannah Summers wins, becoming the new champion. And in the main event, the family, Rocky, Rocky Monero, Eli Ferios, Gabriel Eros, and Tyler Daniels defeated Jet Armstrong, Matt Hader, Redshaw, and Baron with Jimmy C in their corner. Uh, any sort of quick thoughts on that, Alex? Um was pleasantly surprised by the women's title change. Yes. Um, so, Izzy Shaw, did you notice what look she was going for this time? Oh, what did I miss this time? I must say I watched this pretty much as soon as it was released, and, <laughs> yeah, my memory's pretty dodgy. So during her entrance, she's got 
purple with gold trim, uh, and her costume this time is very uh, PlayStation inspired. Well, was it Spyro? Yes, good guess, sir. Yeah, I was thinking purple and gold. Yeah, it's Spyro. Yeah, yeah. Uh, look they cool. make mention of that on commentary because I may have missed it. Because yeah, of... they did. Yeah. Um, personally, I thought it was a really great uh, women's match. Um, and commentary talk up Savannah being only the third person to be a four-time singles champion in the company, along with Matt and Grim Basso. Yeah, interesting. Um. Overall, I thought it was a fun show from the Fringe. They did a show like this last year. I can't remember the name of it, but they used a different name. Um, yeah, and they the, didn't have commentary and you could barely say it. Yeah. Um, they're continuing on the story with the family and Rocky was very dominant in the main event. Um, I yeah. gave this one three beers. Yeah, I'll have to give it three and a half. I thought it was pretty good. Uh, just it felt like a road to show for New Japan fans. Yeah, and that's sort of what the uh, the fringe show was last year. Was the because uh, RCW, RCW prior to the pandemic was doing two shows a month. They were doing uh, a smaller show and then sort of a pay per view sort of level show. Yeah. Um, last event is PWA. Uh, PWA, PWA, sorry, PWA, Black Label, just happy to be here on fight for $7 uh, to watch. This ran for two and a half hours. Did you watch this, Alex? I sure did. Okay, because I did not. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I saw I saw the price and I'm like, that's 17 bucks for two shows. Yeah, I, this is the thing that made me question if I should buy every PWA show. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I <laughs> do have the results listed, so I'll read them out for you. I did watch the 10-minute preview, and it featured Robbie Eagles defeating Aaron Jake. Aaron Jake did look good in that match. A lot of these people are the uh, Academy students. SMS, Unsocial Jordan, and Belinda Pierce defeated the Green Dingoes, David Streamer and Nathan Pigeon. Sylvia... Sorry, their names are so stupid. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Silvio Milano defeated Marshall Lee. The team of Back Payne, Backman and Jack Payne defeated the Green Dingoes, Joseph Farah and Tommy D. Charlie Evans defeated Cherry Stevens. Lybird Lucci defeated Donnie Mako and Jay Sorbet. Ricky South defeated Xander Sutherland. And in the main event, Jack J. Bonser, Jessica Troy, and Kingsley defeated Sam Osborne with Don Marnell and the team of MK Plus Ultra, Kai Drake, and Michael Spencer. Um, it's good to see Xander there. Uh, he spent a lot of time in AWL, made the move down to Sydney to try to get with um, PWA. How do you think he went against Ricky South? He looked good. Um... They didn't get a great deal of time, and it was more so a focus on Ricky South just being on fire, but... Warming up for his uh, championship match the next show, I guess. Yeah, 
But Xana did look good in this match. Um, yeah, it was just... I don't know. You're going to have Ricky South and Robbie Eagles on your show and you're going to give them a combined, like, 18 minutes. <laughs> like... So, so then what on this show took up the majority of the time was it like the main event was a 30-minute six-man? Like, the longest match on this show was the main event, and it was 19 minutes. Was well, the and second then, longest. Do you have the times? Yeah, I've got all the times right here. Robbie Eagles and Aaron Jake was 12.40. Yeah. Uh, the second match was 7.20. The third was 6.30. The fourth was 7.14. Charlie Evans and Cherry Stevens was 11 minutes. Flybird Lucci and Donnie Mako and Jay Sorbet, 9.50. And Ricky South and Xander Sullivan, 6 minutes. Just not feeling like you're getting a hell of a lot of content with those sort of run times. And how long did you say the main event was? 19 minutes. That's like... That's like an extra hour of just entrances and exits and maybe comments if they put the comments in there before the match. Yeah, you get a few interviews here and there, but nothing too noteworthy. Um, Yeah, it was just... It's just like, why did I watch this? That was my feeling coming out of this. And it's not because the wrestling was bad. It's, it's a, just It just didn't feel like it meant anything. It just felt like it was just a show for the sake of a show. There was no real meaning behind anything, no real purpose. But they had your boy on commentary. Yeah, that was good. Like, <laughs> Maddie on commentary was good. Um. Uh, Silvio Milano is a standout every time he's on one of these shows. I love his gimmick. I love everything about him. Yeah. He's fantastic. Um, but, For me, I'll go on. But this just felt like a colossal waste of time. For me, the best part of um, Pivot Chair and then OVO was uh, your flat rate and getting um, your Academy shows that happened every month or every two months and your Nui Pro and Nui Pro Hoose Party shows or whatever they call their academy type shows. So that was all the one fat one flat fee. <laughs> Not fat. Yeah. But now it's um oh you want to watch this too? That that'll be an extra seven dollars. And I really, really enjoyed the Academy shows before, but I don't think I can fork out another $7 just to watch a bunch of newer guys um, where you know what the result's going to be. It's mainly just watching how the new guys go in around 10-minute matches and maybe a 30-minute multi-man main event. Yeah, you're better <laughs> off just... You're better off just bloody putting this up for free on YouTube or something. Uh, oh, I... Not sure how it works on Vod. I don't know if they need so many people subscribed before they can try to do like a AEW plus deal or a um, Impact plus deal on there where you pay so much and you get everything per month. Because 
yeah, I, I, I know going forward, I'm probably not going to be watching a lot of Academy or Nui Pro or Nui Pro who's if it's all an additional cost going forward. And I really enjoy Newcastle Pro. I love their King of, uh, what is it? Oh, is it Olympus tournament they have where each champion gets a um, medal to challenge for the three titles, the heavyweight, welterweight and women's. Yeah. Yeah, because I remember talking about that at the start of last year and it was a really good tournament. That's where I think it was Steph won that tournament and Belle came out to present her the medal and she threw down the medal straight. Oh, it's a gauntlet because she threw down the gauntlet because commentary wouldn't stop going on. Oh, she's throwing down the gauntlet here to Belle. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think that's where I stand going forward if it is going to be an additional cost. I'm probably yeah. not going to watch a whole lot. Uh, how about you? Yeah, I'm going to skip him from now on. It was just not a good idea. Yeah, um, but you did watch this, so I can't give a beer rating. Uh, what about yourself? Uh, two and a half. I was bored half the time. Wow. Um, yeah, so I think we're at a consensus then for our uh, show of the month. We both said uh, PWA... Back in Black Label, uh, five out of six, we both said. Yeah. yeah. So normally we agree on these things. No, no, but, yeah, this was an incredible show. Um, um, do you have I, a... Go on. Oh, I just think uh, PWA, when they do it, they do it so well. Yeah. Um, it's just, yeah, the biggest issue I had was... They should have just labelled that just happy to be here show like a green label instead of black label. Yeah, just that's name what they it. used to do with the Academy. The Academy was green label, then Academy, and now it's branded as black label. Yeah, and like label a green label again so I'd know not to get it. <laughs> yeah. Um, did you watch uh, either of PWA that we just talked about live, I should say, because on fight you can watch them live. I did not. I watched neither of those live. Yeah, fair enough. Um, now, last little thing here. Do you have a wrestler of the month? Ooh. Um, yeah, yeah. I got a male and a female for you. Yeah, go ahead, sir. Uh, <laughs> All right, male, bugger it, William Preston. Yeah, good choice, good choice. <laughs> um, and oh, I kind of feel like a shill at this point, but I'm just going to have to give it to Jessica Troy again. <laughs> uh, let's see, bring up the old telly sheet. Oh, that makes a... Uh... Uh, 14 months in a row, including the months of the pandemic. Really? No, I'm just kidding. I don't have it oh. in front of me. But it oh, has been 14 okay. months since we started this. No. Um, but, yeah, I, I wouldn't be shocked if she's got that many from me. But, hey, I like what I like. And if she keeps doing what I like, I'm going to keep liking it. Yeah, yeah, that's a fair point, too. Um. <laughs> 
Shout out to Aisha, though. She was very close to getting it. Yeah, I did. Did enjoy that. I'm... I have... I have, um... My... You know what? Yeah. Yeah. So Just do it. Whatever you're, you're going to do, just do it. Yeah. Jimmy Townsend. Attaboy. Because <laughs> I already had it written. <laughs> then I'm like, oh, do I do it? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, um, I almost picked Cherry Stevens. <laughs> that's what I think about. Well, that's who I gave an honourable mention to. <laughs> but, um, my female choice simply went to uh, Kingsley. Yeah. Everyone yeah, knows I'm a big fan of Kingsley. Yeah. Um, it's her or Jessica Troy are the big draws to me now in PWA, especially knowing knowing now that I have to get used to a PWA in the future with no Matty Wahlberg. <laughs> yeah, but don't worry. He'll still be able to sing to himself, money, I got money. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, <laughs> now he's eligible for the the international version of the awards. <laughs> yes. Oh man. Um, yeah, I'm going to give him and Brendan Vink uh, wrestlers of the year. Todd. <laughs> Vinky. When was his last match on TV? Like we would be getting close to the one year anniversary of it. Because it was Ooh. just after WrestleMania. That's sad. Yeah. Yeah, and you look at, like, who their manager was and what their managers, their former managers, probably going to be doing at WrestleMania this year. Like, managing <laughs> the WWE champion going into WrestleMania. Yeah. Um, missed opportunity. I suppose if you want to spend a moment, we can talk about um, some of the Aussies overseas. Yeah, let's do it. So, what you got? You know, I suppose, well, the current generation, uh, WWE has a lot of um, women Australian and even Kiwi wrestlers. You know who a lot of people credit that to? Uh, Madison Eagles. Ah, very good. You are not Mr. Rocky Romero. Oh, uh, what? What what did Rocky do? Remember when um Robbie Eagles debuted Best of the Super Juniors or Super Junior Tag League and everyone like I think it was Gino or Kevin Kelly was talking up Mass and Eagles and Robbie did uh Rocky didn't know. So then the next night he went over to commentary uh, got in Rocky's face. Oh man, that's so good. I didn't know about that. I must have missed that one. But that's really good. Yeah. Um, so who have we got at the moment? I suppose Rhea's up on Raw. She wouldn't have gone through there. She was an RCW. Um Peyton. Peyton's Peyton from Billy. Yeah, um, Peyton also spent time in Melbourne. Billy, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
NXT, let's see, let's see. Dakota. Let's be fair. Let's be fair. Rhea probably would have gone to Sydney for a seminar or two in her time as well. Yeah. Uh, Dakota spent a lot of time there. Was a PWWA champion as well. Indy would have spent time there when teaming with um, Steph. Steph's going there. Um, Because I've just got the roster up in front of me at the moment. Tony. Did Tony do much time there? Tony time. (laughs) Yeah. Tony time Um, in Sydney? To my recollections, no. I'd have to ask... I'd have to ask someone who knows, but I mostly remember her spending a lot of time in Melbourne before going overseas. Yeah. Um, NXT UK, I don't think, has any Aussies left over there. And then it'd just be whoever's in the PC. Uh, Who's in the PC at the moment? Uh, Uh, Oh, wow, they've already moved Steph Delander in there in the wiki. (laughs) Oh, really? Okay. Uh, Man, yeah, she's going to be Wahlberg. a huge asset. She's going to be a huge asset for them if they use her right. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's it at the moment. You've got... Oh, who else has wrestled overseas? Uh, Shazza, of course. Yeah, Shazza. From there. Um, Jessica Troy, I think, done some time in Japan. Neil Dashwood has done some time oh. with Mercedes Eagles, of course. Yes, I, I always forget about poor Neil. Yeah, and yeah, I saw an interview this week whilst we're just randomly talking about stuff involving Australian wrestlers. It was Paige doing an interview over Skype with someone and she, Paige is just saying like, I wish people would stop crediting me for helping bring the women's revolution because it was just as much emma as it was page and i was yeah. like yeah bless your heart page thank you for speaking the truth uh, yeah i like page she's good yeah hey like... <laughs> norwich couldn't be any more east anglia <laughs> uh anyhow um I suppose that's it for now. So most of the Aussies are back home. All the Ring of Honor Aussies are back home. Um, Yeah, that's the other thing. Like, Matty Wahlberg and Steph are just going to move there in a pandemic. Like, that's a big risk for those guys. Like, lots of, like, I'm not even just talking about the health risk. I mean, like, that's a huge decision to make at this point in time. So good for them for chasing after it. I was listening to the news uh, this evening and it said there's around 40,000 Aussies stranded overseas trying to get home right now. That's crazy. Yeah. That's yeah. a lot. <laughs> Hang but, on, does uh, this mean Rat Daddy's going to move to America? Sign well, him up, AE Dub. Well, that's what... um. Uh, Sexton did when uh, Evie first signed. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, MVP's new client, Rap Daddy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What's Daddy Rat doing in the playhouse? Oh, man. 
Nah, they're, they're gonna hook Rat Daddy up with like with AEW. He'd be perfect there because he would. His whole gimmick would give Jim Cornette a stroke, and it would be <laughs> hilarious. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, poor Shazza. I, uh, I'm positive if the pandemic didn't happen, Shaz McKenzie would be sort of in that Serena Deeb role in AEW. Yeah, because she said on a podcast before she, like, spent all her money to get over there and she was going to spend, I can't remember if it was three or six months over there, and she got off the plane, had all these messages, come home, come home, come home. Yeah, crazy. Like, she... She was going to be something in AEW, I swear. I'm positive that there's no way they would have let her slip between their fingers at that point in time when they really needed to build that division. Do you think without the pandemic and AEW was touring the UK last year if the pandemic hadn't happened, either late last year or early this year, do you think they would have looked at an Aussie tour? Yeah, I think they would have. <laughs> yeah. I think I... they would have because their whole strategy when they were going live, like oh, touring, was to go to places that didn't get as much love from the WWE. Yeah. Well, that and, makes sense too. And that's why, like, an Australia would be perfect like the UK would be perfect because like they get a, they used to get like what one raw every year and that was about it, but they yeah. had plans to do like a UK pay per view. Yeah, yeah, that's why I remember them going over there. They were going to do like a, like a fighter fest level pay per view. I think it was. Yeah, and I think they would have done something like that in Australia as well. I'm positive. Yeah. Imagine having, like, Shazza versus Madison Eagles on that sort of stage. Man, it would actually be the one time I would be, like, super into watching AEW Dark if they did some dynamites over here. Because <laughs> they'd be bringing in, like... Because that's what they did. They just brought in people from the area to go against, like, their guys. So, yeah, you get, like, a Ricky South match on AEW Dark. What's, insanity. what's JTX and Big Fox Rig doing in the dark zone? Yeah. yeah. Joey Janela would have pushed hard to get JXT on dark in Australia. It would have been the blacklisted versus Janela and Sonny Kiss. It would have been great. <laughs> Someone ring up Relentless and book that, please. Yes. Uh, speaking of relentless, have they done any more matches? Uh, not that I know of. I haven't checked their YouTube in a bit. Let's have a look. This is always fun, doing stuff on air. Yeah, yeah, it's very professional. <laughs> the most professional professional? Yes, exactly. <laughs> is he still doing that? The most uh, professional yeah. wrestler? Yeah, he's got an eye patch now. <laughs> PCO. 
PCO. PCO. <laughs> he got an eye patch because uh, Eddie Edwards like accidentally poked his eye, and now Brian Myers has a lawyer, and it's MJF's lawyer from Dynamite. Uh. <laughs> so he just happens to be the producer of their podcast. So, big uh, surprise. Sterling? Yeah, Smart Mark Sterling. I have no idea how I remembered that. Um, yeah, anyway. I'm shocked you did too. Um, <laughs> yeah, nothing Let's... new on Mayhem. Yeah. Oh, well. It, it's good that like they're back up and running. MCW Academy's open. Pretty sure PCW schools open. A lot of the smaller schools, and that's just in Victoria. I know some of the Queensland schools were open. I've got to check in the Venom and see if they've started to put up any new VOD for next month. Yeah, you might as well sign up for a school somewhere near you as well while you're at it. Yeah, it's only a, a, a nine-hour drive, but uh, we'll see. Yeah, yeah that'll be good. Straight <laughs> after work. Straight before work, even. <laughs> Would be by the time you do the ramp. Anyway... Yeah. We've gone on for way too long here. Um, next month, more wrestling. Uh, MCW's got Ballroom Brawl. I remember that off the top of my head. It'll be probably a big uh, right City Wrestling show from Adelaide. They'll be the big... It started out with a kiss from PWA. Such a good name for a show. Oh, man. Because it plays into Ricky what? South. It plays yeah. into the cancelled show that they had. Yeah. Um, so those are sort of the three biggest shows I know that are coming. I need to start getting back onto a lot more note-taking for this. Um, but as ever, this has been fun, Alex. This has been a good one. Uh, yeah, lots of tangents, but I think that makes our best episodes. What do you reckon, humans? Yeah, tell Alex he's wrong and that I'm right. <laughs> Um, speaking of you humans, uh, how about you guys hit me up on Facebook? Oh, shit. Ignore that. No, how don't hit him up on Facebook. Yeah, don't hit me up on Facebook. That's a bad idea. You can if you want, but I'll just block you. Um, hit me up on Instagram and Twitter, at Fruities Alex. Uh, search us up on Facebook, Wrestling Oddstyle with an AUS. Find us on Instagram and Twitter at WrestleOzStyle with an AUS and you can find Chris at... at I am Chris Funder as well. You can go back and listen to the entire Wrestling Ozstar archive for free on SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn and Apple Music or the podcatcher of your choosing using the RSS feed in the show notes below. And now also the weekly wrestling wrap is on YouTube. Yep, we've got it all <laughs> happening. <laughs> um, it's yeah. a big list. <laughs> it's a very big list. <laughs> but nothing left to say, but good day, and we'll speak to you next time. So, uh, Matty Wahlberg to NXT, huh? Uh, maybe he gets called up to the main roster. Starts hanging out with John Morrison. They start reminiscing about their time as their time on Survivor, they become a tag team. They're called the Immunity Idols. <laughs> book it, Vince. Yes, book it.
Big Australian hello to everyone watching around the world on Fight TV. This is wrestling Australian style, and we're going to start it off with a massive, massive match here as the cheers, co cheers come in both for Jess and Robbie, both competitors loved here in PWA. This is going to be a cracker. They lock up. 